0: Hey, I'm Lead Pastor Noel Peatgrass, and welcome to the Exeter Valley Church Podcast. Our church plant started in 2021 with the goal of seeing God's kingdom extended in our hometown. If you're curious about Jesus, looking for a home in the family of God, or feel called to be a part of a kingdom expansion in Exeter, California, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. in the Veterans Memorial Building at 324 North Cahuilla Avenue. For more information, head on over to www.exetervalleychurch.com or find us on social media. Thanks for listening. Well, this is episode ten of the In Between podcast. Welcome to our guests online. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for being with us. So good to have you for a second time on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we uh, yeah this week we're we're going to be talking about uh, the passage that we, we just preached, which was um, about the Lord's Supper. And uh, we're, we're coming to the conclusion of Matthew's gospel and we're in chapter 26. we got seven weeks from now until Easter to um, to finish uh, this, the gospel account of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. And uh, we found ourselves here at the story where Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper. And uh, I wanted to bring you in um, Particularly, I thought this was a, a like I thought it would be interesting to have this conversation with you because um, I know you've done so much research um, in your own personal devotional life into some of the more liturgical expressions of faith and and um, you know particularly like the the Anglican expression of Christian faith and so I thought you'd be the perfect person to have a conversation with about the Eucharist, uh, which it kind of means. Did you know that means Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah, of course you did.
1: Well, I thought it had something to do with well,
0: Christ okay. or something, you know, as as it relates to the Lord's Supper and and what you see in in Scripture. Like, um, yeah, what are your what are your own thoughts and feelings, experiences with the Lord's Supper?
1: Well, I'm, I know similar to you was symbolic, like
0: yeah, you you grew we, up with, or that was your default. Position.
1: Yeah, that we did it like once a month, and if we did it more than that. There was something special happening, yeah. and um, we had the little juice plastic cup mm-hmm. and the little at that time sweet squares, which always needed to be washed down. <laughs> <felt like with laughs> yeah, and it was juice, not wine, and yeah, but we we did take it together. It was always passed, yeah. and then we waited.
0: Hey, your church would your home church would have been non denominational. Yeah, non
1: denominational. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: and the the words of Paul were always read. Before okay. Yeah. He took it. Do this in remembrance of me. Like, and the night he was betrayed, you know, Jesus took the bread, broke it, said, "This is my body, given to you." Yeah. Every time, you know, eat this, do it in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, bless, it. and so that was all very common. Yeah. Practice, and we yeah. first took, ate the bread, and then the next portion was read about his blood and then we yeah, drink, the, right. drink the juice and then you were always told to examine yourself before
0: what are what are like do you have some preferences
1: i i have preferences yeah weekly i think you like doing it every preference. week yeah
0: well and, and remember you know we had this conversation early on in the life yeah. of our church where it was like are we gonna do this every week or are we gonna do it and we settled on weekly which i'm really glad for now yeah I when feel more convicted than ever. That weekly is yeah. not necessarily the only way to do it, but the way I want to do it. You know,
1: well, especially if you miss church like that month.
0: Yeah, you get two months. It's like,
1: yeah, and and I I know you you know the centrality of it. Yeah, it's like, well, we'll read the Bible once a month mm, in church. Yeah, we'll have communion once a month, or mm. maybe we'll sing once a month. Like we would never find that's d- right. You choose to only sing or only read the Bible or yeah. only pray. Um, so the sacrament of communion seems like it should also be a regular weekly yeah. part of yeah. our life together. So about on that, when if I think about Jesus being the whole, he, he in, instituting the whole idea of this communion supper, this, this Lord's supper, He's he is the gospel message. So like it's not yeah. like it's not like the Oh, uh, it's good. So if he is the gospel, he is the bread that's from heaven. He is the word, like literally he's called the word mm-hmm. and and all of creation was spoken through him and he holds all creation together and he is he's at the center. It makes sense as we're you know when we're talking about these different traditions and how in like the Anglican or the Catholic tradition, or the the ones that come, like the Lutheran, the Eucharist or this meal is the central part of of the worship service. And I know you had realized that post Reformation mm-hmm. that that shifted. Yeah, the sermon became That's the right. central part of yeah of the 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 service mm-hmm, of the s- gathering, the gathering, the Sunday. Yeah. Gathering, and that just, was provocative, or that and maybe, or curious, like, oh, I didn't know that that wasn't always the case. Yeah. You know, like in the West, in our right. tradition, you would have always thought that the sermon was the, the main point, because it's, it's the main point. Right. And the communion is like the tag at the end, like mm-hmm. you do it, but it's not, it's not given 45 minutes. Right. 30 minutes or an hour right. or whatever that's amount right. that the sermon is given and in the ca- the Catholic like it is the sermon like it is the mass like yeah like, Pre- is
0: pre-reformation in... it was the thing in the mass the the, yeah. Com- the apex yeah like point. that
1: it's like I my understanding it's just like that's what it was like yeah. the mass was the Eucharist like yeah. it, everything mm-hmm. it was the central um
0: and i think that there's you know we're we're talking about like catholic and anglican but i mean you know we have to remind ourselves that the the early church was just one church and it 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 grew and formed and developed into what we know as a catholic church um but that was just christianity up until the, the reformation so if we go back to like even the early church though in acts 2 um, you know, it, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer, you know. Um, like, so it would even seem, you know, that, man, that was a pretty central element in their early gather- gathering. So
1: well, I, I did. I thought about how they didn't have the New Testament then. Like, there was no right. New Testament. So there were no writings of Paul. Like, all they knew was that Jesus we did this supper which i thought i was thinking i think it would have really reminded them of a supper that they were incredibly familiar with which was the passover right and so to these jews i think it would have triggered something incredibly familiar that they had been told to remember yeah. to pass down remember you were former slaves in egypt so i was thinking about how the passover meal and They had the meal at Passover, obviously. So there's a real—he wasn't that wasn't an accident. Yeah, not at all. That Jesus was having this meal, he that he was the Passover lamb, that um, which was central to the Jewish or Hebrew faith, like the Passover meal. Well,
0: I think like what what you're getting at is this idea that actually I think that when our understanding of the Lord's Supper, like we have to be honest about the fact that it. We we like the Reformation had a pretty serious yeah. impact on how we receive um, the Lord's Supper, and you know everything in life is like a reaction. It, it would seem right, and there's good reason for why the word became so important post-Reformation because uh, the practices of the Catholic Church had gotten out of uh, alignment with the teachings of Scripture, and so there was need there was need for the, you know the church to get aligned realigned with scripture mm-hmm. there was also you know the fact that um prior to the reformation the word wasn't just like accessible to everybody Pri- the the printing press of course was a key like um precedent to the reformation and so you know people weren't just walking around with their own like codexes like yeah. you know um so um <clears throat> So when we think about the Lord's Supper and it being so central pri- prior to the Reformation and then less cent- central post-Reformation, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense in a lot of ways. But, but it does also feel like, I guess I was reflecting this week and yeah. thinking like, this is, you know, that term, the baby that gets thrown out with the bathwater. Like it, it feels a little bit like, oh, like there was good reason to like get back to the importance of scripture. Like that was, that was good. But um, at the expense of the the Lord's Supper, ah, that was probably like yeah. the Lord's Supper kind of lost out a little bit there in a way that maybe wasn't helpful for the church. And um, I think I was just noticing, you know, yeah. and you know this about me, like I, I tend to relate strongly with the Protestant Reformation, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and, you're
1: like, woohoo! And I'm like...
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be like, that'd be a way the shadow yeah, totally, side at yeah, least. Like right. let's
1: look at the shadow side of what that did.
0: But but I guess this as I was, you know, preparing um to teach on the Lord's Supper and really considering more the the meaning and Christ's intent for presenting this supper uh, to his disciples. And we could, certainly there's mystery. Like, okay, what does he mean by this is my body, this is my blood, you know? Certainly there's mystery, but I think what's not a mystery is the significance of this meal. And I loved how you said, uh, the the best thing I think you've said so far is the idea that like there's something about like, no, like Jesus is the gospel. Yeah. Like get him into you.
1: Like he's
0: the gospel. And I think that we have this, we have a big, we've, we've made a big mistake in believing that the gospel is what God will do for us. If you, you know, correct your life, the gospel is like how much better life will get for you. If you give your life to Jesus. No, the gospel is that you get Jesus. That's the gospel message. And like, You're eating, like, ah. It reminds me how when the kids were little, you would just be like, oh, you're so cute. I could just eat you, you know? (laughs) But, like, that's kind of, like, that's a good picture, you know? Like, I need Jesus in here. Yeah. That's the gospel message.
1: Yeah.
0: So I I thought that was really a good Mm -hmm. um, uh, observation that you made. So I have a question for you. So first of all, we're not pitted against one another. Like, I'm not, like, the the reformation christian and she's not like the you know the
1: pre-reformation yeah
0: the orthodox Pre-reform. or yeah liturgical christian but you but you have but. you know you, you are drawn to some of these liturgical practices um and uh i wondered if you would maybe just talk a little bit about like what has drawn you to some of these we might call them catholic traditions or like anglican traditions or liturgical traditions um but what has drawn you to some of these practices what's so attractive to them um about you and then maybe speak to how that relates to the lord's supper.
1: Simple math to me is what draws me like I take the 1600s and I'm like, well, okay, that's 1600 years and then we're in the year 2000 and that's right. been like 400 years and okay, so four times longer the you know these people were the pe- people of god were doing cert- things certain ways. And then in the last four hundred ish years, it was like, well, maybe they didn't know what they were doing, or I don't. know. I mean, that yeah. sounds. We we like know better now how to right. how to be Christians, and that's all. Always... So you're saying
0: the math is in the. So now, <laughs> of all people, Megan has now gone to the math very, to explain. Yeah, that. just
1: like there's, it's it makes me curious. Like,
0: uh, yeah, I, there's all there's thousands a of.
1: You know not thousands there's hundreds of years of history that so it made me curious well what is this 1600 years of history that before luther you know pounded his 99 theses like well what was he so upset about and what were they doing before that yeah what was the church up to before before <laughs> that and so that's what's drawn me to just curiosity uh, there's something about just what's old. I curious about older things, more ancient things. I'm probably more suspect of new, like yeah. suspicious of of something that isn't as old mm-hmm. than something that is
0: what is old. Yeah. Okay. So then let's let the cat out of the bag. Like, you know, where do you, where do you like where where does your heart line up when we start talking about these the four different views? Um, and yeah. And first of all. I always feel like okay there's probably more than just four you know there's probably some like room in between and i always think it's kind of funny to say this is what luther believed as if i've like had lunch with luther and know exactly what he (laughs) what he believed but these you know um would yeah what where do you kind of you know you you mentioned that you do yeah where do you where do you kind of find yourself like feeling convicted in terms of the the presence of jesus in the elements um in the lord's supper Where are you currently lining up?
1: I, again, am really curious and love the idea that Jesus is present, like the Mm transubstantiation. I like it for a lot of reasons. For one, it's mysterious. And I think Mm -hmm. that when anything's mysterious, it's like, yeah, because God is, I mean, there's just so much mystery about Him, like the Trinity. Okay. Like, no, it's just really hard to understand and explain and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's just a lot of mystery. And so I think the the idea that Jesus could be like present in the bread and the wine. And that is, I think, quite exciting. (laughs) That's like an invigorating possibility. Yeah. Concept yeah that i don't just symbolically take something but like i actually like the disciples like i could get to as close to jesus as the disciples mm. do. i mean that's, oh, that's really good. cool yeah. I, and i mean i know that that's we still in a sense mysteriously you know can but in non figurative language like you like literally, literally right could be taking this meal like not yeah, I don't because yeah because i mean we
0: yeah. i mean we we believe like all christians believe that the spirit of god dwells in us sure and yeah. we believe that his spirit fills the room when we're gathered like yeah so there's all kinds of ways in which we we believe that his spirit lives in us and yeah. so this is like a mysterious possibility you know what does it mean that the real presence yeah. is kind of the i think the term that is is um That's like the going term, I guess, amongst theologians. But like, what? yeah, this possibility that his real presence is in these elements. I I agree with you. Like, I kind of like found myself thinking like, well, I don't know if this is true, but I kind of hope it's true. Like I'd rather (laughs)
1: that than like Like the other extreme of like, well, it's just purely symbolic. It's like, well, that's boring. I mean, sorry.
0: Right. Now, (laughs) obviously, like our our belief isn't dictated on like just our preferences or what sounds cool, you know. So you're not saying that that, but what you're saying is that the possibility is like invigorating. Yeah. And I wonder. I mean, I wonder if there's something just in that. Like, what if we? Because I was really convicted that okay, what I was convicted about is not necessarily like I I couldn't tell you exactly about his real presence. Like I've never ate the bread and thought that's his body. I can feel it in my mouth. Yeah. But. I guess what I was really convicted about is the sacredness of the mm-hmm. meal. Um and so I wonder if it doesn't like if you thought of it that way that, you know it, it does feel more sacred if you mm-hmm. if you feel like his presence is literally in those elements.
1: So I always love to start with definitions it's like my right. favorite place mm-hmm. like okay what what's the definition of this mm-hmm. thing and I know you already talked like what the Eucharist means Thanksgiving, but the word communion is the sharing or exchange of intimate thoughts and feelings. So sharing is like at its heart Mm -hmm. and intimacy or intimate fellowship. So if we want to just talk about intimacy, well, of those four options, like which is the most intimate, intimate. Yeah, um, which has the greatest level of sharing and fellowship and, um, like if I give you a piece of my flesh, yeah. that's way more intimate than symbolically, I don't know, giving you.
0: Right. Anything. I just don't about even anything know. anything symbolically. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, a taking part that's mm-hmm. very essential. Like it's as if you've, you've like taken part of his body, mm-hmm. like, like. Being with Jesus is kind of this all-in um, type of a thing. To be in Christ is like in him, yeah. like and in him, and he's like in, me. in me. And so it's not surprising that this picture of like eating him yeah. would be the central picture that we use to teach us and to remind us of what it means. So I don't know, literal, like figurative, I don't know, but it's like, no, Jesus needs to be inside of yeah. me. And that's like to to the gospel message is that Jesus is in me.
1: Yeah. This is a foretaste of future glory. It's like this is Jesus' body and blood broken for us for the forgiveness of sins, but it's like,
0: mm, I see, and what was
1: the point? Right. like it didn't it wasn't just like, well, for the forgiveness of sins, so you could feel better about yourself right uh, about your sin today, right, or yesterday, but it's like the forgiveness of sins so that you could participate in the future glory that would say that Christ is keep keeping for us in heaven like yeah. that i suppose um, just isn't at the forefront like i don't most days i'm not connected
0: yeah to future. this
1: future glory i am not thinking yeah i'm i'm am so connect, i'm so much part of this world and trying to get my life from this world and all of the things it has to offer this material world, my identity, my worth, my purpose. Like, I think I live too much for this life. Like, mm. I am, I'm often just really disconnected from the life to come. Yeah. Secularism has kept us really grounded to, yeah. like, live life, that life, all of life is like about this life here on earth. Yeah. And... And Jesus, like, the Christian life is actually like, no. Like, the reason Jesus says, like, give up your life. You know, if you want your life, like, lose your life. And because he's calling us, like, this actually isn't. Like, future glory is your inheritance. Like, future glory has always been the point. Future glory was, like, the original intent. Like, communion with God was how it started. And how, and yeah, and so by taking communion, if our attitude or just our knowledge, our understanding is it's like a partaking of and a remembrance of why Jesus did die really not just for the forgiveness of sins, but the point of forgiving our sins was so that we could be restored to full intimacy. With God, and ultimately share in His glory.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's an incredible ending. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for um, your time, your thoughtfulness yeah. today. Appreciate it. We could have this conversation for years and years to come, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just yeah, I'm uh-huh. just like like you, and even just talking with you now has just got me even more excited. About you know this sacred meal yeah. that Jesus gave to us, gave to His church uh, the night before He was crucified, and uh, I'm just kind of like convicted to like walk in like a new appreciation, a new level mm-hmm. of reverence, a new anticipation for this meal yeah. and all that it can mean um, in the life of the believer, and just the opportunity that is in it. Each and every week we partake yeah. of it. Uh, so um, it's been a good conversation. Thanks a lot, yeah. Meg, and. Uh, at home. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Pastor Noel again. Just wanted to say thanks so much for joining us here at the Exeter Valley Church podcast. And don't be afraid to join us in person on a Sunday morning, 9 30 a.m. at the Exeter Memorial Building.